All right, audio recording on. Hello, hello. All right, cool. I'm going to use this for analysis of myself and then also to uh, to share with those who wanted to be here. Okay, so hello. All right, let's see here. Hello. Um, what else do I need? That's it. Sergio, can you uh, put an alarm for 2 o'clock? And just so I can know. We're going to end promptly at 2.15. Mm-hmm. The reason why, well, A, because I want to honor your time frame, and B, I have a 2.30 big class or work session. So hi, welcome everybody. Hello. I'm going to sit just because it feels a little bit more comfortable since we're such like a small group. Um, So today we're going to do the five choices to extraordinary productivity. Um, This does come from Franklin Covey. This is one of their classes. And so I'm presenting that to you guys. Um, So the question, so we're going to go through all this. Why? We, as individuals, as educators, in your given role as teachers, as family members, moms, sisters, daughters, brothers, in our life, we have the potential to achieve really great things. Um, The thing is, is life, particularly modern life, is really, really distracting. It's disorienting. It's super busy. And it's just always on. Your phone's ding, this is going on, there's this. Hey, can you answer this email? Hey, you got a parent phone call right now. Hey, I had to stay up late. We have beautiful technology such as lights, but we stay up extra late, so we're tired the next day. And on and on and on. Life is really hard and busy. So what we're doing here together, and we have three work sessions together, um, we're going to assess and adapt our beliefs regarding, um, well, regarding all of this, which we'll talk about in a second. We're gonna assess and adapt our beliefs and behaviors to live an extraordinarily impactful life. The goal is not just for you guys to have an impact at work without all the chaos, but the goal is for you guys to move the needle forward even at your own personal life as well. How we're gonna achieve that is basically through um, three work sessions. So today we're gonna discuss, um, we're gonna talk about a foundation, we're going to go over choice one and two. And then work session two, we're going to do choice three and four. And work session three, we're going to do choice number five. And so basically the premise is, is there's five choices you guys can make every single day, pretty much every moment throughout the day, that is going to help you guys broaden. And when I say productivity, I mean impact. I mean your ability to make a difference. So these are our norms. If you guys would turn to page three of your handouts for me right now page three of your handouts. And I want you to take about 30 seconds to go through these norms. And then let me know if there's anything you may want to add, anything you want to subtract from these norms. Before I say one thing about it, um, two things. If you do need to take a break, just take it. No shame, no nothing, just get up and do it. If you need to take a phone call, please step outside, go to the back, whatever you need. The key to the restroom is in the restroom already, um, or it's on the door. Um, Do you guys wanna add anything to this? Change anything maybe? Okay, the one thing I like to emphasize, and this is more for me than it is for you, but I'm not the expert. (laughs) 
I'm a learning facilitator. So I'm literally here to facilitate your learning. Um, so when we're gonna do a lot of discussion and self-reflection, so speak up. And we have a small group, so it's gonna be pretty easy to do that. My hope for today during our work session is that we would have a safe learning environment. I, I believe everyone here is gonna be respectful and everything, but I really want you guys to feel safe emotionally because I want you to feel some tension cognitively. I want you guys to wrestle. I'm gonna challenge you guys a little bit to think. And today is a little bit of a deeper activity when we get to choice number two. Um, it's gonna potentially, based on last time, based on the last couple times, even when I did the class, it's gonna tug on some chords. So I really want you guys to go deep with it, to think about this. Again, when we talk about productivity, it's not just about doing more. It's about doing the right things and making an impact in the process. Um, and again, my biggest hope is to build a framework on how to live an intentional and a meaningful life at work. So with that, just to you guys, what's one thing you guys hope to gain from either our entire work session or today? Prioritizing. Prioritizing. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah, yes, of course. That's my biggest thing. It's always been my biggest issue. Sure. Prioritize. I'm, I'm always a yes woman. Right. No one asks me to do anything. Oh, yes, I can do it. But then sometimes I take on more than I sure. can handle. Sure. But a lot of people don't know that because right. I, don't, I don't display that. But yeah, just prioritize. Oh, that makes sense. Important. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And, and we're going to actually cover some of that today. Um, anything else? What else? Balance. Yeah. Balance. Yeah, just find a balance between all the different tasks at work and also stuff outside of work yeah. so that I come in ready for work. Right. Mm -hmm. No, that's good. Thank you, Sergio. Um, Jeanette? Just not feeling bad when I, uh, when I can't get to everything. Yeah. All at once. Mm -hmm. Sure, sure. Because then not only do we have so much to do, but then there's the guilt of I said no or I forgot or mm -hmm. right, right, right. So the, if you guys would, page four, right over here, if you guys take a look, turn to the page right over here on your handouts, we're gonna go over our foundation. And there's three parts to our foundation. Problem is our first part. So basically, it, this is tongue in cheek, and, but the idea is, is, you know, we're so busy, we're always doing stuff, and sometimes we could even fall asleep to that. Uh, just a little point of confession, my wife is usually on the phone trying to do something, either work or text, and I'm not, I have my sleep mask on <laughs> because of the light. Um, this is a little bit of us, but life is busy. Life is distracting. There's a lot to do. Even when we die, there's going to be one more email that we should have answered, one more load of laundry, one more dishes, one more student phone call, one more thing to grade. That's life. I think this picture hits it a little bit home. What do you guys see? Everyone's on their phones. Everyone's on their phones. No connections. Not engaged with each other. Present. Yeah, so not present. And, and if we're not intentional, this can easily happen. Very, super easily. It's just life. It's, it's what it is. It's these beautiful pieces of technology that just kind of creep in. We love them. They're new. They're awesome. They're entertaining. But this happens. And what's most meaningful is the individuals behind that piece of tech. So Franklin Covey did a, a, a survey, the same assessment that I sent out to you guys. And 351,000 people so far have responded to the survey. 
and we take their entire data, including the, your data will be collected and part of the larger group's data. And basically it said, what people self-identified, they said, 60% of my time is spent on important things. Important. 40% is spent on unimportant things. So I unfortunately didn't have time to, co to collect literally our, our sessions group data, our aggregate group data. So I did this last time though, and I'm gonna share with you at, from OFL employees last time, your peers, what their group's data was. And just out of curiosity, what do you guys think it was? Remember 60, 40, this is within OFL. I'm not including our data for like your guys, literally your guys' data, but last time. 50, 50, 40, 60, yeah. Here's where we're at, 6139. So almost the exact same. We, they self-identified, we self-identified as 61% of our time being spent on important, 39%. I don't have our group data, I can pull that data up later on. But for now, that's what it is within OFL. Again, a little tongue in cheek, but help. That's the thing. There's so much going on. So many gravels, so many emails. Uh, we, even at our work, think of our group hangout. We have hangouts. Right. We have phone calls. We have emails. Uh, teachers have Google Voice, either Remind or this new system set up. Um, it's just a lot. And that's just at work, by the way. We're not even talking about home. Okay, so at your table, actually we could do it all together since it's us four, but I, you know what, I'm gonna split it. At your table, between the two of you, what's gravel in your life? However you define gravel, all the craziness, what is that in your life, at work or at home? Please discuss, we'll do it about one minute or so. That's right. And it's like, no, because I don't scroll through the Google chat at the end of the day. If I'm talking to a student, I look at my screen, I'm not going to. Yeah. But sometimes the students also bring up gravel. Oh, yeah. right. But there's definitely students. I mean, gravel. like, we want to be helping yeah. them, but it's not all like. Or there's like, students right. that do there all day, every day if I let them. Right. And then there's students that I constantly have to be calling because they want to get me their appointments. So it takes away from the time for students that do want, you know. Yeah, I said that's a big thing, too. Yeah. Like, I don't want to, you know, I want to call it gravel, but the students who are not here and that we have to like call and yeah. reach out yeah. to them, to a parent, yeah. to someone, and then yeah. no, that's so long. That's why it's all like the students have had for a while. I'm like, do you know how much time I spent calling you that you should know how to do things? <laughs> and there's kids I see on the train, and you could be helping me with that, but instead I have to call you because you didn't come in on time. And so the, the point of something like that was an interesting thing that I heard over here was, um, not only do we already have gravel, right? Mm -hmm. But then those that we work with bring gravel to us as well. Mm -hmm. So it, it's, it's like, it's continual, it, it repeats itself. Um, so what's our solution? So we have to understand that time is fixed. Guys, everyone in this room, we get 24 hours a day, 60 seconds per minute, 168 hours of work. You guys don't get any more time than I do. Time is fixed. That's not gonna change decisions can be changed though. 
What we do, how we choose can be changed. Your attention can be focused. We can do that. And energy can be renewed. We can actually manage our energy, right? We can't fix our time. And we're not even trying to manage our time. We're trying to manage our decisions, our attention, and our energy. So I have a therefore here. We are saying goodbye to time management. That's not what this workshop is about. We are embracing high value decisions. That's the focus of today, high value decisions. Next time, we're gonna talk about focusing our attention, choices three and four. And then the last time, we're gonna talk about renewing our energy. So that's essentially where we're going. That's the solution. So what does it look like then? So you're gonna come to the work sessions and what does essentially do our work sessions look like? We learn together, we pause together, we commit to practicing on our own because that's a big, big part of today is you guys are gonna make some commitments and you're gonna reflect with your partner. Um, not necessarily the person here or next to you, but someone you guys are going to decide. The cruise ship here is, if you guys have ever been on a cruise, you kind of go around and you see the scenery, but sometimes you can get off and go look in, but usually it's about being on the cruise. And it's not a lot of detail. The experience together on the cruise is very cool, but you are not gonna get into the details of whatever that, if you go on a Hawaii, a Hawaii cruise, you're not gonna explore Hawaii as much as you're gonna explore the cruise. So we're on a cruise ship. The details, if you guys wanna get off and off board, that's one-on-one -on -one with me. If you guys ever wanna reach out to me, we can dig way more into this. But just so you guys are know, it's very broad brushstrokes. It's an overview. So that's what today is. We're on a cruise ship. We are not getting down in and exploring all the lay of the land. So on your own, this is by yourself. If you guys turn to this page, you're gonna describe a time when you have achieved something extraordinary. So about a minute here, describe a time when you have achieved something extraordinary. Think of relationships, think of something significant at work, receiving an award. Think of something extraordinary. say maybe a few last words, maybe write a couple more feelings that you felt. I'm not going to ask you guys to share this moment. This is for you guys. What I want you guys to take from this activity in this moment is to know and think of those feelings associated the feelings of joy, the feelings of happiness, of pride, of relief potentially, like, oh, we finally did this. 
those extraordinary moments can be repeated regularly. My bottom line is that you can achieve extraordinary productivity in your work, in your work life and in your home life. That's possible. And again, by productivity, I mean impact. You can have impact. You can do meaningful and intentional things. Those same feelings that you guys were thinking about and associating with those events, that can happen a lot. So we are now focusing our attention to choice number one. You guys can look up here. That's the page number that we're on in the handouts. And we're going to talk about problem, solutions, and behaviors. So what's the problem? Act on the important. This is it. This is pretty basic. This is OFL. Um, we have, here's a phone call. Can you mail this out? Here's your phone. Here's an iPad, a Chromebook. What else did you guys, I heard somebody say trackers. What else do we have? Say it again. That's a unit he's trying to grade. That's a unit he's trying to grade. <laughs> exactly. Mister, I need to go. My mom's coming. Can you check my math? Can you check my math? Right. Also, I really need to test for the sports, uh, you know, some sports environment. Can you, can I come see uh, Miss Felicia right now? Because I, I, I forgot to come see her last week when she had the workshop. Can you drop everything right now for me? You have a parent waiting for you. You have a parent waiting for you at the front. Mr. I forgot my email. Mr. I forgot my, yes. Exactly. So I need a class. Anything at home that comes up to you that's distracting. Anything at home. I'm thinking of my life with kids. I have the I have a one year old, a three, a four year old, and a six year old. Daddy, can I can I have this? Daddy, can I? Daddy, can I eat this? Daddy, it's. And then, can he unlock the iPad? And then, Daddy, can I watch this? Can I go outside? Um, everything. Mm-hmm. Incessant. Or friends mm-hmm. calling, texting. Oh, hey, can you have this? Do you, can, you, can you come over, hang out? Or can you cover for me at church on Sunday? I, I, I go to church on Sundays. And, and Oh, can you cover for me on Sunday, please? Um, different things, right? It's always... Oh, oh, that's great. Yes. Can you pick me up? Dry, yes, yes, exactly. Uh, did you wash that piece of clothes for me? Did you? Yeah, is my uniform ready? Exactly. Like, and it comes to us, and it can overwhelm us. So, I'm I'm talking a little bit about the brain because I want you to understand a really important neuroscience scientific topic. So, the brain is split up in many many ways, and we're only focusing on the upstairs part, and then there's going to be a downstairs part, okay? Upstairs, downstairs. The upstairs part of your brain is where you do planning and attention. It's where you have self-control. It's where you have follow-through. It's where you make choices. It's where you think logically and critically. It's, it's where you, you know, they say like guys develop more slowly than women and they're prefrontal cortex, that's this upstairs part of the brain, isn't developed till they're 25 or 26. They can't think right. They make bad decisions, blah, blah, blah. So that's this upstairs part of the brain. There's a downstairs part of the brain as well. And the downstairs is part of uh, reflexes, uh, your reflexes, your instincts, your emotions, like these big, strong emotions when you're angry, when you have anxiety, when you're scared, Um, These are your reactions. These are your impulses. So these are, by the way, upstairs and downstairs are not bad. 
Okay, I want to clarify this. They're all important. And I, I have the picture of the snake. Give you a perfect analogy. I'm out hiking with my kids, so I'm hiking and we're going. And my son is right over here and we're going. And I don't know why, but just right over there, I saw something like twirled. Mm-hmm. And, and I went like this and I jumped back. And I grabbed him in the process. I didn't think upstairs brain. My upstairs brain didn't say, hmm, is this a threat? Is this a, no. It, my downstairs brain literally took over, whoop, pulled him back. And then I paused and I started analyzing and assessing the situation. Was that my imagination? What was that? Da, da, da. They're both good. The upstairs and the downstairs brain are both good but they're used in different purposes. If we lived our life in a downstairs brain, we're gonna be stressed, burnt out, overwhelmed, exhausted, constantly afraid for our survival. That's downstairs. And if we lived exclusively upstairs, then we're gonna live in la-la land and and I'm gonna see the snake and I might get bitten and there it is. Like, (laughs) I need to be aware of both. they're, They're supposed to work together. So the reason why I'm bringing this up is because Modern technology, and we're, gonna, we're not diving into all this, again, cruise ship stuff, but our technology, everything is built to trigger our downstairs brain. The reason why there's a little red dot on your guys' phone for missing notifications, the reason why it's not green or blue is the, the people who created this, our, our, our tech, tech geniuses who created this, they literally studied the colors to see what would create more of a reaction in an individual. So they decided to say red creates the most reaction because it triggers your downstairs brain. The reason why we have the bing, 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 certain tones trigger downstairs brain. And what we're saying, and we're gonna get into this, but we're not trying to live. The problem is that we live in a downstairs brain state very often as a regular thing. We think that's normal, but it's not. So. At your table, actually, we're going to do it as a group together. What interrupts your deep focus? What makes you feel chaotic and anxious? So again, what puts you, gets that downstairs brain triggered and just taking over? And again, my example was as soon as I saw that snake, it took over and I got really nervous and I pulled my son back and I was like, (gasps) so that was a little bit of a life-threatening situation, nothing that serious, but it was a serious situation. But is there anything that makes you feel like that at work? Is there anything that makes you feel like that at home? Just looking at work as a whole instead of task by task. If you focus on the stack of things you have to do yeah. versus just doing things in the moment or doing things in the minute. Sure. Or, oh, I have a meeting in the afternoon and I have this student coming in, and blah, 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 you know, as opposed to just getting things done. Then you get this yeah. So when you, for you in particular, when you see a pile of things, when you see the massive list. Yeah. If I'm going to start, I'm not going to finish it today. Correct. So why even start today? Right, right. No, no, that, absolutely. I'm I, meeting in 20 minutes and I'm not going to get through this stack, so I'm not going to do it. Oh, I, to- I, I totally understand. Yeah. What else? I know it's like when I plan my day, because I'm a happy planner. Ooh. So, <laughs> so I plan my day, I plan the little tasks that I'm going to do. But I used to plan, like look, like Sergio said, I look at the whole day. But now, um, after talking to actually me and Milana had this conversation, so now I start breaking it down. Like, okay, well today my goal is, instead of like looking at, I got to do 40 grad checks, I'm just going to do 10 today. 
So yeah. that's something I can accomplish in sure. a few days' time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, but just all the things that we have to do with all the Yola stuff that's going on and sure. all the promote and all this stuff, yeah. it gets kind of chaotic. But I noticed that when I plan my day out, so now I have to plan the little things because, like, I'm like the Instagram coordinator, so I got to plan when I can post on Instagram. I got to really a lot of time right. for that because even though that's not something I get paid for doing, but it's what I enjoy doing. And yeah. the kids have come to the point where they love seeing themselves on the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's like I, that's part of my day to day now. But sure. now I try to, um, I try to like focus on In. just like okay, five grad checks a day or. So you know, because if you don't, I'm hearing that triggers oh the the downstairs the. Yeah overwhelm or the stress or the the oh my gosh how am I gonna do this right right, right. right. and and in that as you consider the downstairs there are natural triggers for us and there are good things that might still cause us to feel triggered mm-hmm. right so it's not that like for you Instagram is not necessarily a bad thing per se mm-hmm. but when you in if you look at it in the totality of your day you might nece- you might be like oh my gosh this is very overwhelming yeah. You know, you may want to do the grading, but it's very overwhelming. And again, I'm thinking at home personally, when I, when I come home and my house is an absolute mess, um, because let's say I'll, I'll go back to a few years when my sister-in-law and my wife used to bake and sell cakes, mm-hmm. it was horrific. Mm-hmm. And in terms of coming into the kitchen, it was everywhere. I, I don't even know. I don't even know. It was worse than with kids. And I would just come home feeling so overwhelmed and defeated. Like, how am I supposed to do this? This is impossible. I need to clean for like four or five hours. That triggers me. And so knowing our triggers is really going to be essential as we start analyzing the solution. So here is the solution. And by the way, this is a very common solution. It's called the time matrix. Um, This is called the time matrix. So... Let me break it down for you guys. You guys may have heard this already. And this is a critical, critical component to our choice. So on the left-hand side of the matrix, you have not important all the way on the bottom. And then you have important on the top. So all this top row right here is important. All this bottom row right here is not important. And then on the left-hand side and the right-hand side, on the left, these columns right here are urgent tasks. I got to get this done right now. And not urgent tasks right here. Okay. How it breaks down is if you isolate the urgent task and the important task, that's what we call quadrant one. This is the quadrant of necessity. This is crises, emergency meetings, last minute deadlines, unforeseen events. Take for example, I received a phone call a few years ago. My son was having a seizure. My wife was on the phone that is a quadrant one event. That is a crisis. I had to deal with that. In that moment, everything else stopped. That's, that is both important and urgent. That's a crisis. That's an emergency. A last minute deadline. For me, my last minute deadline was getting prepped for, uh, for today's workshop. And it was really important and it was very urgent. It was time sensitive. We call this the firefighting zone. You firefight. That's what you do here. You're putting out fires. You're not building anything. You're putting out fires. It's life, by the way. We do this. The goal is to manage quadrant one. We just manage it. It's life. It happens. You can't control it. You can't eliminate it. We manage it. If you go down a little bit to not important but urgent, so again, not important 
but urgent, or we could say less important, but urgent. This is the quadrant of distraction, unnecessary interruptions, irrelevant meetings, other people's minor issues, unimportant emails. Now, I didn't say all emails. I said unimportant emails. In our context, unimportant Google Hangouts. Tasks, status posts, unimportant social media. Gravel, right? This is where we have the hamster wheel. If you spend your day here, you will have done a thousand things, feel tired and feel like you did nothing at the end of the day. Our goal with quadrant three is to minimize it completely. It's just, we want to minimize it. We can't eliminate it by the way, but we want to minimize it. We can't eliminate the laundry that we have to do at home, but we can minimize it to say, okay, we're going to do, you know, whatever tricks and tips you have. Like everyone does laundry on their own or everyone learns how to, you know what I mean? We need to minimize it. Quadrant four, not urgent and not important or low urgency, low importance. Trivial work avoidance activities. And I'm going to emphasize this word. It's not relaxation. Relaxation is not a waste. Excessive relaxation, excessive television, excessive internet, anything in excess. Time wasters, gossip. This is not important and not urgent. And our goal, oh, by the way, here's the image I put, is Netflix. Now, by the way, I, I only do Netflix. I love Netflix. I use it, but I want to give you guys a frame of reference. The excessive binging of it when you're denying important things. Not gravel. I, I mean, it's fine to, you're like, I don't want to do this laundry. There's a balance between that, right? But excessiveness. This is what we call the quadrant of waste, and we try to eliminate it. We are going to say no. We are just going to say, nope, nope. We're not saying no to Netflix but we're saying no to excessive Netflix. We're not saying no to relaxation and rejuvenating activities. We're just saying no to excess. Now, the zone that we are really emphasizing is right here. It's important and it's not urgent right here. This is quadrant two. Proactive work, high important goals, planning and prevention, relationship building, learning and renewal. This is quadrant two, learning and renewal. What you guys are doing right now is not urgent, but it is important, but it's not urgent though. Proactive work, planning ahead, thinking through things, thinking through, you know, so-and-so's birthday in a couple of months from now, rather than waiting the weekend before, proactively doing it high impact goals. And I did put renewal there. Again, if renewal means Netflix, great, right? Then do that. But this is the zone of impact. I put the, the lightning strike here. This makes a difference. This moves the needle forward. This is what we want. And our goal is to maximize quadrant two. That's our goal. We want to expand it, broaden it, widen it, say yes to more of that. And of course, again, we want to eliminate, we want to minimize, we want to manage. And quadrant one is always going to be there. And gravel is always going to be there. And waste is always going to be there. But we are going to choose to act on what is most important. 
That's the choice we're making. Um, on your own, we're going to skip one of the activities here. On your own, so solitary reflection, page number nine. How would your life change if you withdrew time and energy in other quadrants? Firefighting, waste, gravel. Again, we're not saying you're going to say, you know, you're going to eliminate all gravel. It's just you're going to minimize it. How would your life change if you actually put more time into quadrant two? Relationship building, quality time with family, quality time with your work, not distracted time. How would it change? About a minute here. Page number nine. say about 15 more seconds. Wrap up your last thought. My guess is, is that the emotions you guys might be experiencing as you're writing this to say, oh, my life would feel like this or this is very similar to the activity you guys did earlier when you described an extraordinary event in your life. Because an extraordinary event is usually not a time waster. It's usually not gravel. It's usually not a crisis. Now, it may be birthed from some of those things, but it's not that. It is impact. It is important, but not urgent. By eliminating quadrant four, by minimizing quadrant three, by managing quadrant one, you can be, begin to live in the zone of extraordinary productivity. It is 100% possible to live in the zone of impact, to live in the zone of meaning, of learning, renewal, relationships, planning, proactivity. That's possible. So the question then is, is how do we do that? That's the behaviors we're going to take a look at right now. So if you guys would follow me here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do, be like, actually, you guys can turn around. Let me, let me get a little bit more space here. Let's do, be a little bit physical right now. Okay, so here is input, okay? So input, meaning I gotta do something. Uh, Jared, somebody's calling me right now. Jared, uh, can you answer this email right now? I sent you a hangout, Jared. Can you respond to this? Okay, input right here. Picture whatever that is. Somebody's input, input, do this, do this. Can you get the, uh, can you have the dry cleaning ready? Can you uh, post this on Instagram right now? Not just can you post, but can you post right now? Okay, right now. Can you grade this right now? Can you get me this food right now? Okay, input. Then what usually happens is our downstairs brain takes over. <gasps> uh, absolutely, yes. And guess what happens? Sure, I'm gonna do it right now, done. Input, output. Input, boom, output. It happens again and again and again. And then you're in the middle of trying to do this output. You're right here. You're just about to. There's a parent here. Oh, uh, okay, let me go do that right now. 
output. Downstairs brain takes over. This is urgent. Right now, I have to do it. This is urgent. This is important. I don't know. I got to deal with this. Again, input, output, input, output. And when you're firefighting like this, you are drained at the end of the day. You're just done. So if you look on the screen right over there, input, downstairs brains takes over, output. What I am proposing is almost the same thing, but take a look at this. Input, right here. Can you do this? Can you do this? Can you do this? Input, output, pause, pause, clarify, decide, pause, clarify, decide, then output. That is our behavior. For example, back to this input, output, input. There's a parent right in the front that needs to meet you um, and they've been here waiting for like 15 minutes. Can you come right now? Pause. Um, give me a second, hold on one second. Clarify. Um, how long have they been waiting for? Which parent is this again? Ah, the one that missed the meeting last week. Okay, decide. Hmm. Decide. Now, my decision isn't no or yes. That's, that's irrelevant. What I decide isn't as relevant as this process. Decide, hmm, this is the last time I've seen this parent has wanted to come here. I think it's really important that I get behind with my other students because I have a lot of other things to do right now, but I'm going to get behind and I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to make the decision. Output. Sure, I'll be right there. Or, again, try this again. Input. There's the parent here. Pause. Clarify. So talk to me again. Who is it again? How have they been here? Make a decision. Hmm. They can wait a little bit. I can ask them to come back at one o'clock. That's when I have time. These two other students have been waiting and I have an IEP in a little bit, an uh, IEP meeting. And I have Brandy asking me to write my review goals or Calvin asking me to do this. Pause, clarify, decide. I'll put in this moment, we are stopping the downstairs brain from like usurping us and saying, oh, got to do this. That's our behavior, by the way. Input. Pause, clarify, and decide. Output. Everything we do, let me put this chair back. Everything we do, nearly everything, other than if there's a snake right there. That's okay. Oh, oh yeah. I, don't, I don't need to pause, clarify, decide. I just do it. Input, output. But everything we pause, clarify, and decide, according to what? According to the time matrix. Is it important? Is it in urgent? Is it not important? We clarify, considering everything else. We don't just do this for no reason. We do this in the framework of the matrix. Where does this fall? And you have to habituate yourself. You have to train yourself to do this. Um, on page 11, on your own, this is, gonna, this is a quick activity. Write everything down on your to-do list. I, actually, I'm gonna, bound, I'm gonna time limit you guys. 30 seconds, write everything on your to-do list right now. 30 seconds, just spitball it, dump it out. Everything you have to do, home, work, everything. Doesn't matter, everything. Again, it can go on and on, but like 10 more seconds, maybe a couple more things. 
Some of you guys have some big lists. <laughs> All right, we're going to stop the activity. Again, I know there's more. I know there's more. But we're going to stop the activity. And I'm sure this is just what first came to your mind. If you guys really thought about it, it just kind of keeps going. Um, so everything you guys have, what tends to happen is we have this massive to-do list. We just, here's a to-do list. And we don't, in, it could even be our own input, by the way. Oh, you know what I should do right now? I should go input, right? I should go, uh, I want to go look at this online. I go look at it online. <laughs> I distract myself. Sometimes I'm the cause of it myself. Instead, what, again, I was proposing is input. Pause, clarify, decide. Pause. Hmm. (sighs) Clarify. Is this what I want to do? What quadrant is this in right now? Is this important to the end goal of today? Will this make a meaning? Is this going to provide relief? Maybe it is. Okay, I'll do it. Maybe not. I don't know. Make a decision. Then I have an output. That's the flow of it. So everything on your to-do list, there's not a lot. And unfortunately, the way the handouts are printed, you have to flip the page back and forth. But for the next activity, move all of your to-dos into different quadrants. It should again take you, I don't know, maybe a minute. Just flip the page right over um, and then just put the quadrants. Q1, let me see here. Yeah, right over here. And again, I'm sorry that the page isn't, it shouldn't be double-sided, but just move them into them. can be right over here sorry oh. so this one yep that one sorry that it's not on the um, same page I gotta I gotta fix that for next time and again what you're doing at this exact moment is you're pausing mm-hmm. you're clarifying and then you're you're not even acting on it yet you're just clarifying where does it go And I would say a a few more minutes. I mean, not a few more minutes, uh, like 20 more seconds. Sorry about that. A few more seconds. All right, we're going to wrap up right now. If they're not done, that's okay. Mm -hmm. The point of the activity is for you guys to practice, pause, clarifying, and deciding. Even even but for a few. Because that is going to be something that if you regularly practice and commit to doing, Mm -hmm. that it can make a difference. Now, our role in this work session, I can't check in on every single one of you guys and hold you accountable over the next few months every day to say, are you pause, clarifying, and deciding? I can't do that. What we can do, however, is we can make, you can, I should say, make one commitment to do one thing differently. And so what we're going to do is if you guys turn to page 19, you guys are going to actually make a commitment right now. Although I wish that we could literally go out of here and every single day we talk to each other and we say, are we doing this, this, and this? We're not going to do that. We're at least going to make one. And hopefully this is one thing. So how the commitments work is pretty basic. There's a few sample commitments. Teach someone one of the, uh, teach someone, what is it? The quadrants, so the time matrix. Teach somebody that. May I borrow this for a oh, second? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, use language with my coworkers, family or friends. Mm-hmm. Use the language. Oh, I'm sorry. Is this important and urgent? Mm-hmm. 
or is this just urgent or is this just important? Mm -hmm. Um, You guys are all, I have three Watts, Cudahy. I know all of your assistant principals, we've talked about this conversation before. (laughs) So they're familiar with important and urgent. Complete one task using the pause, clarify, decide tool. Just do something. I like that. So I want you to act or create your own. I want you to commit to picking one of those and literally write down what you commit to. I want you to tell me when you're going to do it. So write down when you're going to do it. And then I want you to tell, create, tell um, who are you going to talk to this with? Who's going to follow up with you? It can be your neighbor. It can be someone at work. It can be a, a parent. But I want you to write that down right now, please. We're not going to take too long on this, so just um, complete one task. Which task or what do you mean? Any task you want. So if something, if a parent say like, if a parent, I will commit to pause, clarifying, deciding the next time a parent comes in. Oh, okay. And that's all I'm going to do. Not that you're going to say no to the parent. Not that you're going to say yes. You just are going to pause, clarify, decide. That's all. So make a commitment right now. This is really important doesn't have to be fancy. Right? Who you're going to do this with, who you're going to talk to. It could be someone at work. Who's going to hold you accountable? Who are you going to discuss this with? Someone at home. Who is that? And then write the date. When are you going to talk to them? Two weeks from now? One week from now? Be very specific. As you guys are, I'm, I'm kind of pushing the trajectory here. I apologize just because of our limited time frame. So there is something I need you guys now to do. I need you to create two reminders right now. I don't know what your to-do list is. If you guys use Siri or Google or send yourself an email, but you need to create two reminders right now. One reminder is to do the task. The second reminder is to talk to the person. And I need you to do that right now. So I'm putting a little bit of urgency on you to do that right now because of how important it is. So create those reminders right now. Send yourself an email, whatever you do. Write that down right now, please. The quote I put up here is this, the person who moves a big mountain starts by carrying away small stones. I have only asked you 
to carry one small stone with this commitment. Well, you guys are certainly carrying two, I suppose. Coming here, that's one small stone you're picking up, and making this commitment is a second small stone. But if you guys want more transformation, reach out to me, we can talk more. And we, like, these principles are something that are more than just one-time commitment, but it's something you can practice every single day. Okay, our bottom line, act on the important. This is our choice, choice one. Act on the important. Don't react to the urgent. Pause, clarify, decide. Okay. We're gonna actually going to read this together and we're going to go to the next one. All right, all together. One, two, three. Act on the important. Don't react to the urgent. And which one is this tool again? Pause, pause clarify, decide. That's how we act on the important. What we're pausing is we're pausing for the urgent. We're clarifying if it's important. And then we're deciding, we're acting on the important. Okay, um, a little bit of prep work. Um, so that's, that's, we're done with choice number one for right now. Again, survey, think of a cruise ship. We did not go super deep into it. There's way more stuff we can do. And again, the transformation of this to extraordinary productivity Part one is understanding the information. So like sitting in it, letting it digest. And then part two is acting on the information. That's why you guys made a commitment right now. So you're here, you're learning, you're reflecting, you're thinking, and then there's an action that comes. And I'm only asking you guys to do one action, right? Well, two technically, come to the next workshop and do the commitment. So I'm asking you guys for that. But if you guys want more transformation, actually changing and really doing this, you have to make literally daily habits to say, did I do this today? Set a reminder, an alarm every day, pause, clarify, decide. Every day at 11 o'clock it brings. And I just, oh yeah, 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 that's right. I don't know what that is for you guys. But again, if you guys wanna talk about that in more detail, reach out to me, send me an email. We can troubleshoot a little bit more. But for now, for now, come to the next workshop, right? And, or be here, which you are, and do your commitments. Okay, choice two. Go for extraordinary. Page 14 is the page we're currently on right now. So page 14. And I want to clarify, this is a little bit, again, this is a very personal time. I'm not going to be asking you guys to share out a ton because I really want you guys to be vulnerable in your own like handouts and to actually be vulnerable with yourself. What's the problem? If you're not being intentional, then you're drifting. And most drifting does not lead to a destination that somebody desires. Sergio, would you read that for me, please? Right up here, this one. If you're not being intentional, then you're drifting. And most drifting does not lead to a destination that somebody desires. Thank you. Amy, would you read that for me, please? If you're not being intentional, then you're drifting. And most drifting does not lead to a destination that someone desires. Let me give you the example. Visualize with me. Let's take a visual journey. You see me on the beach or on a boat yard, a boat, boat, not a boat yard. Yeah, I guess a boat yard, uh, a boat yard. And I'm hopping in and I'm in a sailboat. I don't set my sail and I want to go to Hawaii, by the way. Okay. People sail to Hawaii, but I don't set my sail and I hop in and you guys say, bye, Jared. And I hop in and I go. Is it possible that I might end up in Hawaii? Possible. Sure, anything's possible, but is it likely? I have to set my sail. In other words, I have to create an intention 
to get to the destination. So first I have to know where I'm gonna go, which is one of the activities we're gonna do. Then I have to actually set my trajectory towards that. So that, that's essentially it. So I have to know where I, what's the end? Hawaii in that case. And then I have to say, okay, now how do I get there? What do I do to get there? Here is the activity though. I, I said my, my intention was to get to Hawaii. I want you guys for a moment to go deeper than Hawaii. I want you to go deeper than 2020. I want you to go deeper than this year, than this season. I want you to go big, super big. Envision with me, and this is, again, it's a, it's a difficult concept. It's a little bit morbid. It's a little sour, but envision with me. We all walk out of here today and we all die. We just, we die, done. Something happens. Your funeral happens tomorrow, or a week from now. All of our funerals happen a week from now. Who do you want to show up? And what do you want them to say about you? Who do you want to show up? Do you want your coworkers to show up? Do they matter to you? I'm, by the way, no judgment if they don't, but I'm asking though, does it matter? Or if you're like, oh, I don't want him to show up, but these kind of coworkers, okay. I want my children, I want my siblings, I want my mom, I want this friend to show up. And what do they say about you? So on page 14, you're gonna reflect on your own this exact analogy I just gave. If your funeral were to happen tomorrow or, or a week from now, would others, you, this is the hard thing, would what they say about you be who you always wanted to be? So write that. Would what they say be who you wanted to be for them, to them? What would they say? So write that out, page 14, think through that. I'd say about two minutes for this activity. We'll give it a little bit more time, but not too much. What we're asking is, is, if you were to die, were you, did you arrive at Hawaii or did you at the very least had your sail set towards Hawaii and everyone knew that? That's the question. I would say about 30 more seconds. up your last thought. Again, I'm not going to ask you guys to share this. This is for you. This is your activity. This is for you. So the problem that I, I proposed to you guys, that I told you, is that most of us don't set an intention. We don't know where we're trying to go, both at work and at home, as a, as a dad, as a mom, as a whatever, 
We don't know as a friend, as a teacher, as an educator, as a counselor. We don't have the end in mind. So our solution is this. Well, let me tell you what the solution is. Our solution is to create a role-based mission statement. And I'm going to explain what that is in a second. But let, let's, let's start right here. Life is lived in roles. Therefore, to change your life, you must change who you are in your roles. So let me clarify this. So, Ms. Felicia, who are you? I am a... Woman of God. Boom. <laughs> Sergio, who are you? That's okay. What's one easy description, though? We're here today in the context of education, so who are you? I'm a teacher. Easy. That's one. We spend 40 hours a week here at least. It's a big part of our life. Jeanette, who are you? One. A mom. And again, this doesn't therefore mean that your teacher is the essence of your identity or, or, or uh, your woman of God is the essence. It might be, but, it, but in that regard, it doesn't mean like what you say is the totality of it, but it's one of many roles you have. You have many hats. There are different types of roles. I've identified a few of them here. Um, and again, you might want to change these, but here's a role. One of my roles is I'm an educator. A member. I'm a community member or a church member. I am a member of something. A gym member. If that's that important to you, then that's we're here. I'm a sibling. I'm a friend. I'm a parent. I'm a hobbyist, a runner, a whatever. I'm a spouse. I am a woman of God. I am a whatever that is. Okay? There are many different types of roles. So when we envision the eulogy and the funeral happening, it's very likely that who you wanted to be there was related to the role you have. It wasn't some arbitrary person. Oh, this one person from China, you know. Mm-hmm. No. Who you envision there is probably some of the people you see on a day-to-day basis or who you long to see on a day-to-day basis. And, th- and those people, you have a role to them. You are a teacher, you are a coworker, you are an educator, you are a woman of God, you are a mom, you, I am a father, I am a, these roles. So the question that we're having is, is in the, if I put on my father hat right now, what is the Hawaii for me at the end of my life? If I put on the coach hat right now, what is that Hawaii again? What is the end? Two o'clock. Two o'clock. Thank you very much. Very good. Okay, so in, in the dad hat, and I'm just going to go with the dad hat, I can underperform. I'm not doing what I should in this role and haven't spent much time or energy on it. The teacher hat. I'm underperforming as the dad hat. Again, every role you have, you can do that. So do me a favor. Just pick one role in your head to identify with me right now. Just one role. Just pick one role in your head and you're going to identify. So in that role, you can underperform. You can ordinarily perform. I do what's expected of me. I kind of just get by. I survive. Or you can extraordinarily perform. I'm excited about the valuable contribution I'm making in this role. I have the end in mind, and I'm regularly working towards the end in the role as a father, as a mother, as a daughter, as a woman of God, as a teacher, as a mom. So with that in mind, hey, you guys are here early, which is totally fine. 
You're no, you're okay. You're getting the ending of the other one. So we'll go to the black cool. <laughs> uh, no, totally cool. Uh, okay, so there are different types of role capacities for all those three things. I'm going to give you, I'm going to model for you this, but the activity is this. On page 17, you're going to write your first draft, picking one role, you're going to write a first draft, what we call a mission statement, an extraordinary role statement. Here's what I mean by that. So let me give you an example. As a coach, this is one of my role statements as a coach. I am a passionate, focused, and caring towards those I work with. I will be focused on teacher success through facilitating work sessions, engaging in coaching collaborations, and diving heavily into the psychology of success. Okay. The reason why I made this in that way is because if my coworkers were to come to my funeral, I would want them to say, you know, he was really passionate. And somebody might say, you know, he was really focused on that. He always cared about my success. Or he always... You know, it was cool. You know, one of the things we always saw him do, he was always like reading about psychology. He was always doing, okay, that's a coach statement. That's a role statement taken from what I want at the end. Okay, but as a father though, father, here's one. I am caring, unconditionally loving and nurturing towards my children. I will be focused on their development, maturity and sense of belonging. How? Through regular one-on-one -on -one time, intentional fun, and regular acts of service like dishes and laundry. Gravel. <laughs> As a father. So you guys, and again, where do I, how do I develop this? Because when, if I were to die tomorrow, I want all three of my kids, should they be able to speak at some point, or as they get older, could they articulate daddy was always caring, daddy was always loving. Oh man, I'm getting emotional right now. Um, daddy always wanted me to know that I, like, I was loved, I was cared for, every single thing. So you guys have a framework right there mm -hmm. and you're gonna write a role. You're gonna say, as a blank on the right side, mm -hmm. I am a, insert that, I will blank through blank. This is a role-based mission statement. So go ahead and do that right now. Again, first draft, this isn't perfect. You guys are gonna do this later on. Okay. First draft. Again, two minutes for this activity. I'm going to put a little pressure on you guys to write it. about a minute more and it's okay if you're struggling with this just put as much as you can down
about 20 more seconds. I would wrap up your last thought. And it's okay, you will have time to do this later. This will be part of your commitment. Okay. Life is lived in roles. Your life is lived in roles, right? We don't want to underperform. We don't want to ordinarily perform. We want to extraordinarily perform in the roles that we have that matter to us. Taking time to do this activity is a quadrant two activity. It is not urgent. No one has asking you to do this. You don't have to do this, but it's extremely important because it clarifies the end. Remember the Hawaii analogy. I get in the boat and I'm like, I don't know where I want to go. That's really important to those to whom you belong. There are people that matter to you and you matter to them, including here at work. Those are your roles. Creating these role-based statements for a few roles, if not all of the roles that you can identify, is really critically important. Now, long-term, what I'd love is I'd love for us to have a lot of time together and we identify all your roles in your life and we write mission statements for every single role and we develop a weekly plan where you constantly reconnect with your roles. I would love that. We're not doing that though. We are doing one thing, one thing. We are making one commitment, turn to page 20. You are making one commitment right now based on choice number two. Act, go for extraordinary, don't settle for ordinary. So right now, about one minute, read the sample commitments you can do or create your own and then literally right now, write what you're going to do. What are you committing to? Finish your role-based mission statement. Pick another one, share it with somebody. Read your mission statement, yeah, with somebody. Refine it, edit it, create your own. Whatever you guys are gonna do, commit to doing something right now. What are you doing? Who are you talking to this? When are you gonna do this by? And then create those reminders, please. Like literally do that right now. About 30 more seconds, get those reminders in, please. It could be the same person, by the way, from before. It might make your life easier. <laughs> but just add those in, please. <coughs> okay. Go for extraordinary. Don't settle for ordinary. That's our choice. And how we do that choice is to create role-based mission statements. And the reason why is because in the moment of choice, I wanna, I wanna clarify back to the analogy of 
import, uh, input, a parent comes to me. Pause, clarify, decide. Is this important? Is this urgent? Is this important and urgent? So in that moment. And also, does this make a difference for what I'm doing at the end? Oh, you can come in. You're good. You're good. We're just wrapping up right now. Yeah. Um, you pause, clarify, and decide in that moment. And you also then ask, if I say no to that, and let's pretend it wasn't a parent. Let's pretend it was the business owner next door. I don't know, just somebody random. Hey, can I go talk to Miss Felicia? And they're not a part of your role-based mission statement. They're not the end. Those students right in front of you are the end. I think of myself very often with um, my role with my kids. And somebody comes up, Jared, can you do this? And I had a date plan with my kids. Jared, are you, can you? And I think, what's important? Well, actually, what they're saying is really important, too. And what he's saying is really important, too. What's the moment? So literal analogy to share with you guys just happened to me. Graduation is on Wednesday. I misfailed in a planning and I have been, I planned a daddy daughter date night for Wednesday night where my daughter is taken on a limo and we have, there's, we go dancing together, like this huge thing. It's free by the way. I had to sign up though a long time ago. And there's a conflict with my graduation, both really important things to me. At the end of my life, what will I remember more? What will I want my daughter to remember more? If I had to choose one, what am I going to choose? So I don't know if Brandy approved my PTO because I just sent it in today, but I sent it in today. Because at the end of my life, I had to pause, clarify, and decide what is important. Actually, both of them are important. So, but when you have to choose between two really important things, go to your mission statement. What kind of daddy am I? So that's why we create our role-based mission statements. In summary, act on the important. Act on the important. So you have two tools, uh, the time matrix, which is really, really cool. Important, not important, urgent, not urgent. Pause, clarify, and decide. You guys also made commitments, by the way, so remember that. The next choice we have is go for extraordinary. Identify your roles and create extraordinary role-based mission statements. Those are our tools. So on my end, we're done for the day. We are ending really right on time. We kind of skipped through a couple of things just to get through it, but um, a moment of gratitude. I'm really grateful that you guys came today, so thank you. Um, there may be two more people joining us next time, but otherwise it's gonna be our group. Um, again, I'm very grateful that you guys came, challenged yourselves, thought a little bit more about things. Again, we're not just trying to go for efficiency, we're trying to go for impact. There's a difference effectiveness. So thank you guys for coming today. Um, a couple of things here. One, do your commitments. That's what you have to do after this. Do your commitments. Two, I'm going to send you guys a calendar invite. Please accept the next calendar invite. And I really encourage you guys to come. If for whatever reason you cannot come, let me know. Send me an email. So that way I can, again, like I'm doing today, record the session. And then actually you guys can hopefully join the third one. Three, Reach out if you have any questions. This is a lot of heavy information, I know, for a Friday as well. Um, 
And then the last thing is for pull out your phones and sign in with this QR reader. If you don't have an iPhone, this may not work, but just literally come up and um, scan this. And if you guys would actually sign in right now, digitally, please. Ooh, if there is, if you don't have one, I don't know what the solution is. However, that being said, um, you can borrow somebody else's phone. I would give you mine, but um, I'm, I'm recording right now. Actually, I can stop the recording. End recording.